0: Hello and welcome to the Matts Movie Reviews podcast. I am your host Matthew Pekovic, and this is episode number 253. Out now on video on demand is *Drak*, an action horror set in 11th century Sweden. We're in a huge forest of the north. A rescue party searches for a missing missionary, but instead find an ancient evil hell bent on destroying them all. A moody and atmospheric indie horror production of impressive craft and genre thrills. Draug also marks the arrival of upcoming filmmaking duo duo Karin Eggman and Klaus Parchan, who I'm glad to say join me on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast. Karin and Klaus, I thank you very much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Glad to be here. (laughs)
0: Glad to be here. So this is such an interesting movie. Um, But first I think I want to delve into the definition. What exactly is a draug? it's
2: kind of a norse zombie vampire thing (laughs) it lives in the in the grave barrows and
1: uh, guards the treasure
2: yeah or it can be a from a a spell or something like this yeah
1: a curse
0: it's an undead creature from the norse mythology (laughs) at
1: least
0: so almost kind of like a zombie style creature
1: yeah kind of or a, or a ghost zombie
0: okay. perhaps
1: it
2: can it's, it's not a mindless zombie it's more of a yeah, thinking yeah.
0: <laughs> we have our Oh, that's totally fine we, we welcome all, all yeah. movie fans of all ages on the podcast so that's fine here yeah, um that's great i'm just curious in regards to norse mythology how prom I mean, it's very prominent now in, in in pop culture especially western pop culture through different things comics and shows and such um how prominent are the myths though of norse f- mythology in current day sweden i mean is it something that still resonates at all
2: it does and you teach about it in school and stuff but it's not a, a i don't think it's big in the pop culture right it's coming up
0: but uh, it's not all over the place i don't think and um Karls, you wrote the screenplay for this story um where did you come up with the idea for taking this folklore mythological creature and having it be the central part of a rescue story, which, which essentially the movie is, is very much like a mission rescue story, but with a horror element to it.
2: Yeah, we wrote it together. Me and Karen, actually, um, we were, it comes from, we had an, uh, ordinary zombie story a long time ago. Uh, We had a web series, the great dying. Mm -hmm. And we were going to do a feature film of that one. Um, that film fell through with financing and stuff so we started thinking what we were go do, going to do next and then we thought it would be cool to have the draugr of the norse mythology instead of a zombie film and then we went from there
1: yes and then uh it's also based well not based but there actually was a missionary who was murdered in these woods about around the same time as this movie is set. So um, there's there's some stories that there's... you can make a movie around <laughs> where we come from, from the Viking era.
0: You mentioned before The Great Dying. Um, your lead actress, Eleanor Carlson, she was in that show as well. Um was she the first person that you went to to play the role of Nana in drug?
1: well we we made a, a sort of a promo trailer before we shot this film uh, just to 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 make a feel for where well if if just to see if if there was any interest in this topic mm-hmm. kind of thing and uh, and 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 we know we're we um our families are friends, so uh we we thought it'd be good to have a teenager uh playing the the role in the trailer since the movie is about the teenage girl and she uh, said yes and it worked out so well, so that's why we asked her to play the lead in the dog after that and she was she was one of the when we made The Great Dying, she was really young, so she, she played a, a kid in a village, so it wasn't, it wasn't really based on that.
0: No, she was she, did, she did a
1: good job then too,
0: of yeah. <laughs> course. When you work with someone, an actor, say for multiple projects like you did with uh, Elena do you find yourself, especially on an independent production where I'm sure your time is limited, do you find that there's a shorthand that you develop with that actor?
2: Yeah. Of course. Of course you do. You also had uh, Ralph, who was in the Great Dying, he was the lead in the Great Dying. Yeah. And uh,
1: he plays her, her father, Håkon, in Draug. Yes,
2: yeah. first of all, yeah.
1: So absolutely, it, it's easier when you know people
2: from before, of course. Then, when you work so much as you do in uh, in the film set, you get to learn who we each other are pretty fast. Too. You get to
1: know each other f- after a 14-hour day. You get to know them pretty fast.
0: <laughs> Another person in the film is Thomas Heddenran. His yes. char- character is very interesting because on, on one end... He is a very kind of sinister character. There's a dark history to him, but at the other end, there's a comedic aspect to him too. He's a bit of a drunkard. Um, how important was it for you to have a, have some comedy in this film, which can be very intense sometimes? Um, how important is it to have comedic aspects in a movie to kind of break up the intensity quite a bit?
2: It's very important, I think. The fact is, the first draft. Had much less comic yeah. in it, comedy in it. Mm-hmm. But when we read more and more of the Icelandic sagas, the Nordic sagas from, from the oh, medieval ages, about the Viking age, and they're pretty comedic. Yeah, theory. they're very funny. So they're very funny. We wanted to infuse our story with that same, the same feeling. And you get to know the character better, I think, if you can have some comedy.
1: Yeah.
2: And the villain is also. It's great when it can be a little bit think. it's
1: a little bit more scary when when people
2: like Willan, you know.
1: some um we didn't want to write them good or bad
2: mm-hmm.
1: as nobody ever wants to do basically but it's um yeah it's based on the Nordic tales or whatever, and uh they are very funny sometimes there's a lot of humor in them, and then it gets um. Thomas' character, Kettil, gets a little bit scarier when he's evil, if he's been funny yeah. right before.
2: So. It was really funny to write in that way yes. as well. So.
1: and he is a funny character to write and to, yeah. and to, and to, to I get know. to know.
0: <laughs> Thomas really annoyed acting in, as well. So.
1: Yes, he had fun with that character for sure.
0: The first thing that kind of strikes me when I watched this film was the locations. Something that I think Sweden and Australia have in common is that we have landscapes that you can be used for all kinds of stories, especially period stories. The forests that you film filming, did you know about these places beforehand or did it take some time to find the locations that you wanted to set your story in?
1: We live here. <laughs> they are. It's in the background.
0: Yeah, backyard. it's in the,
1: in the backyard, basically. We um, and we are extremely interested in our local history. The both of us. Uh, so and all of, a, a lot of these places we we used to bring our kids and go swimming in that uh, lake in the woods. Um, that's a popular um, retreat, or what you call it, for us and. Yeah, so all those locations we knew about, and some of them are are we had to find. But um, but this is an incredible place to make a Viking movie. Uh, it's very it's very here. Uh, what do you say? It's very local. Local, yeah. And, 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 and there's a lot of history here as well, uh, and a lot of mystique around the woods.
0: When you are surrounded by that history and are so close to it it's a very kind of sounds like a very kind of int, uh, uh, intimate thing to you um when you're filming this movie do you feel like as if the spirits of of history the spirits of your culture are very much embedded in the story that you are telling
1: absolutely
2: we are I'm trying to get there yeah at least. And...
1: we're trying to get their intention
2: let <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah. get some yeah. Some feeling of the past.
1: It wouldn't be any point of doing this movie if we didn't if we didn't have an interest in uh, letting people know about this history that we have, and the uh, a lot of Viking production are very much about the raw warrior Vikings that um, that you see in popular culture mm-hmm. and. It's it's cool to be able to to tell a story about how it was
2: for real or right. how we think it and, was. And bring back the and bring back the, the magic. Yeah. Of the Viking Age lore yeah. sagas.
0: Karin, you yes. made a, were a big part of the special makeup effects. You were one of the special makeup effects artists on the film. I'm curious when it comes to the draug itself, the presentation of the monsters on your in your movie. What were the influences in regards to the look? Were there illustrations of what they uh, what these folkloric creatures were described as, or did you want to add a different type of twist to it?
1: Well, um, we're both very involved in each other's work. Uh, of course, we do this. Uh, basically together all the time <laughs> so but um our inspiration was the bogmen the dead bodies that they've found um in one is from denmark i think uh, one and one from is germany. from germany mm-hmm.
2: they're, older than, the they're
1: older than the vikings but uh they're they're they're, they're they look really cool <laughs> so that's the inspiration for these drugs but um a draug is described, the description of draug is a lot. They can look like almost anything. They can change shape and they can they can um, be scary or, or beautiful or rotten or all kinds of scary things. So we just based them on the bog and, and,
2: and, and, also they, and, the... and
1: also they found well, I I don't know. We don't give a shit about sp- spoilers, do we?
0: Totally up I to you. Totally up to you.
1: the bog somewhere yeah, in the movie, yeah. Yeah. so the the explanation might be there as well. But yeah, the one of these bogmans actually do have a a piece of cloth um, on on her. Is it a girl? Is it a girl? No, it's a, it, on it, her it's eyes, a boy, so. And the other one is had a um,
2: snare though.
1: around his nose noose mm-hmm. around his uh, throat so that's yeah we, that's the that's the idea. <laughs> and then we had to make all the special effects make up for that and then uh, yeah, we talked about using CGI and all that, but um, in the end' it's, it's funnier to do it without <laughs>
0: Well, I'm a big fan of practical uh, makeup effects and I watch a lot of movies lately. It seems like a lot of people are embracing practical side of things rather than the special effects side of things, especially independent productions. Do you think that people embracing more independent filmmakers, embracing practical side of things um, is not only much more cost efficient, but also creates a better product in the end?
2: Of course, and... When you the thing now is you can blend them, so you can have computer uh, effects blended with practical effects. So you get, and you can have, so you can hide stuff. It's easier to do practical stuff now, I think, than it was in the eighties. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, if you're indie, you don't have, uh, for us uh, at least. We don't have a big studio behind us telling us to do stuff, and so it makes it—it is a lot more fun to do things on set and make people see your vision of the monster uh, in on set instead of just pretending or or using um, uh, motion capture or whatever. So and, and it, it it's it's also a big plus is the to actually be able to make the gore yourself. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's one of the main parts. Um I'm curious, I couldn't find the information online who did the music for the film because I thought I think that the music is absolutely fantastic and really contributes to like the, the atmosphere and the mood in the film.
1: Yeah, that's class. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. You did you did the- excellent job. I think you did a terrific job yeah. with the music and I, and hopefully we like is there any chance maybe we could do you can put together some type of maybe Spotify playlist or or some some type of soundtrack so people can hear the, the music because I think it's just terrific.
2: Yeah, we're planning to do that. It's actually online on YouTube. Okay, if you go to our channel, yeah, if, if you search for. Wood Modern or Draug. Yeah, You'll find cool. the, the score there. But we're planning on releasing it on, on Spotify as well, and maybe some more places.
0: That's excellent to hear because there's so many things I love about the film, and music is definitely one of them. And it's really, I think it's really cool that you're going to do that as well because I've been talking to a lot of independent filmmakers, and I think a lot of independent filmmakers from around the world are really embracing the opportunities to get their work out there in different ways and i think my final question i want to ask you two was you mentioned before this is an independent production this is something you're doing on your own the ability to be independent filmmakers and have your movie go around the world through um video on demand etc how important is that to you as filmmakers um to be able to reach out to so many different people um, whereas maybe 20 years ago that would not be able to happen
2: yeah it's it's pretty we have a Facebook page that is full of love right now <laughs> people yes. are liking the movie, so it's really fun and there are people from all over the world so it's it's really neat okay. tell that a, a opportunity to.
1: it is uh, it's a uh it's one of the things that are amazing today to be able to to do this uh, without renting a, a, a film camera or uh, really expensive lights or you just you everyone can make movies and it makes it a lot more fun and I think there's going to be an increase in good movies and good uh, original movie makers um because it's i wouldn't call it easy
2: <laughs> it's very hard
1: but it's doable yes you can make your own movie and you can get it out there and if it's good enough then you can get it distributed and well, get in contact with others
0: well Other i'm so glad you got in contact with me I enjoyed the film very much and I enjoyed talking to both of you. For everyone out there listening right now on video on demand, Draug, I really recommend you watch this movie. It's an excellent achievement in independent genre filmmaking. And uh, I'm Karen and class I just want to say thank you again for your time today. And um, if thank anything comes up in the future in regards to movies and such, please let me know. I'd be like to watch and have a, another talk again in the future.
1: Absolutely, we'd be happy to. Thank you for having us.